Welcome back to The Shelf. I'm Stacey Oakshave, City News reporter here at The Batuta Advocate. I'm Effie Bateman, lifestyle and entertainment reporter at The Batuta Advocate. And I'm Laura Marcia, entertainment reporter at Pedestrian. This week on The Shelf, we'll be discussing the outrage surrounding Cole's Christmas gifts to its staff. Is being cringe or rage baiting online the key to going viral? And finally, we'll get into why Perez Hilton is so problematic. Good. Let's get into it. (laughs) This week's episode of The Show Off is brought to you by BWS. BWS is celebrating Aussies who unapologetically do drinks their own way this summer. BWS is here to welcome all taste buds without judgment. Yes, it's all about whatever floats your boots. That's refreshingly BWS. And this week, ladies, we have a lovely Moscato called One for All Bubbly Moscato. How do we do this? Oh, yeah, is it the... Do you want to oh, hear? Wait. No. Is it this? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bartender. What am I spare time? <laughs> I was like, you're a bait. But wait, hold on. Yeah. I've, oh, no, I've, no, I've, no. I've come too soon, haven't I? This one, right? Who would like to do the honours? Thank you. Go. Now, I'm not a bartender. So. I really love that oh, that's skirt. that's perfect. Thank you Thank so you. much. Can I be inappropriate and say that your butt looks amazing? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah. I live for those compliments, everyone. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Right. Well, let's cheers to your ass. Cheers to your mama's ass. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, I love that. Oh, I really that's like that. Nice. That's nice. Oh, wonderful. I'm oh, going to be. One. I like that. That is yeah. delightful. Could make for a good spritz. Mm. Um, but yeah, this actually that gets me to my my question for you gals. Like, what cocktail are you famous for? Well, there's. It depends what I'm famous for mm. making or what I'm famous for drinking. Oh, a buttery shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not really a cocktail. I would say I'm famous for drinking Negronis. I love a good Negroni, Ooh. but I don't know how to make a Negroni, so. I can make a really mean Aperol spritz. Perfect. So you yeah. like bitter stuff. Yeah. It's because you're so sweet. Yeah. It just like evens it, evens it well, out. Well, conversely, yeah. I'm really bitter and I love sweet stuff. <laughs> 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 What's yours? Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yeah. Probably either Cosmo or a espresso martini. Oh, yeah. I do love espresso martinis. Oh, that's good. In lockdown, I went through a phase of making lots of cocktails every weekend because we would just like drink um so i would make margaritas strawberry daiquiris but the big one was amaretto sours and everyone hated them with the egg that's i got feel the like egg. Yeah. i love it's the egg takes Ooh. a special not like amaretto sours mm. are quite divisive very I think. much so. yes i love them mm. and i always think of it as like extra protein when you have like a cocktail <laughs> that has egg in it. that's true that's very true get them gains cheers guys cheers, cheers. So for last week's Spotify question, we asked you what band would be worse than Maroon 5 at a $59 million wedding. And there were some really good responses. I love these responses. So funny. They're so good. People are fun. Well, our listeners are funnier than us. I think that's the I think, Yeah, I think they need to have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, so the first one says is from a Mexican. Cool. Um, <laughs> throwback, but imagine getting Rebecca Black in for that wedding. Could do worse than Maroon 5, though not by much. I actually love Rebecca Black. I would get her ironically I would, yeah, perform, she's, you know? she's surpassed ironically being a musician she's like a good musician mm. she was in, she's in australia or she just left she was here this oh. week anyway um the next one was from bridget who said the worst band i could think of to play at my hypothetical never gonna happen 59 million dollar <laughs> wedding would be nickelback yes i'm aware i've gone full millennial <laughs> on that answer 
Megan. Uh, Megan. I'll, I'll go. Um, <laughs> our final response was from Megan, who says, Crash Test Dummies, hands down, worst band in general, especially at a wedding. If I had that budget, bet your ass I would hire Rod Stewart and Elton John. Their love song catalogs a chef kiss. It's so true. <laughs> it so is so true. true. I don't agree with Rod Stewart, but I do agree with Elton John. Sorry, Megan. Yeah. Uh, real quick, ladies, what are your no context records for this week? Ooh. So, this is one of the best ideas I've ever had. You've had it's, a lot. I know, ones. and I've had a lot. Yeah. Buying a Kmart water jug and putting it on your bedside table. Aye. Best decision I've ever made. It's the one with like the little tap nozzle. Mm. Because how many times are you like, oh my God, I need water and I have to go in the kitchen. But you have just a jug of like five litres of water right next to your bed and a little cup. It is brilliant. Um, My one this week is British TikTokers showing us what they get when they order Chinese food. I've seen it. I'm obsessed. Yeah. No context needed. Go look it up. Mine is music on repeat, pedestrian TV. What do you know? I know. Laura, what is grinding your gears this week? Oh, mate. I don't think I have to tell you all about how it's hard out there right now. We're all doing it hard. Uh, The cost of living is just skyrocketing at the moment, so much so that the Macquarie Dictionary has now declared Cozzy Lives as the word of the year. Which That's really sad. That's really sad. It is really sad. But I think, like, most of us have felt hit by this cost of living crisis, but it shows that big businesses like Coles and Woolies are actually doing really, really well this year. Um, uh, And they're thriving. As Mm -hmm. of August, um, Coles and Woolies reported their profits. And so, according to The Guardian, Woolies reported a $1.62 billion profit with a dramatic lift in margins despite the cost of living crisis. Hmm. Nice. Cool. Coles reported a $1.1 billion profit, making these profit levels well above pre-pandemic levels. This sucks. A quote from The Guardian that I liked was, Woolworth's financial results show it has used the pandemic and inflationary period not just to sell more goods, but also increase the profit from sales ultimately paid for by shoppers. Ouchie mama. So thankfully, this week it was announced that Coles and Woolies have a Senate inquiry looking into whether they've been price gouging, Mm -hmm. which I think we all know they probably Mm. have. Um, (laughs) But both companies say they haven't been price gouging and it's like, all right, Jan. Um, But it is worth noting that even farmers are like, okay, but we haven't seen any reflecting. Mm, I've been seeing lots of articles Mm. about farmers getting really fed up and even taking their produce overseas to Japan because they get paid better and treated better. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I don't blame them for that. They've got to do, they're doing it tough. But I think with these things, it kind of like is a snowballing effect, right? And there was an, last week, there was the icing on the cake. The final thing that really pissed everyone off was like the little Christmas gift Coles gave their employees. Now, I know, I know it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like anything, right? Mm. But when this was revealed on Reddit, punters went nuts. Yeah. So basically, despite raking in $1.1 billion in profits, the Christmas gift that all employees got was a Coles branded water bottle. And um, <laughs> so merch. Merch. Woo! <laughs> Which would have cost like 10 cents to make. Yeah. And then, well, that would have been a tax deductible for them. Absolutely. They also got five, what was it called? Uh, my thanks points, which are like redeemable points you get for doing good work when you work for the business. But to be able to cash in your five my thanks points, you need to get to 10. So they can't. So that. I would uh, rather they have. Give me nothing. This is the thing. That is less insulting than giving me a fucking water bottle. Get no presents. Yeah. Nothing. This is exactly Wait, the thing, is that man. all they got? That's all they got. They do get so I'll 
Cole's kind of, there was a lot of backlash, right? And Cole spoke out against this in the end, being like, but we also do like a Christmas lunch and they get a bunch of deals on Cole's products and alcohol and stuff like that. But like. So they're just making their employees shop at Cole's. Essentially. Is the Christmas lunch like just a a Woolies, no, a Cole's chook? And well, some, like, yeah. coleslaw and the, <laughs> some the bread rolls. Christmas pudding, yeah. pre, yeah. pre-made. Probably. But anyway, so there was also – so there's all these different issues. you got the price gouging. Also, there's been, like, a documented rise in, like, the frontline workers getting abused by various patrons at Coles. There's $25 million of unpaid wages and more staff bag checks that have been happening. And then last month, a month of employees went on strike for better working conditions and better pay in light of the profits. Mm. So everyone's pissed off, essentially. But also the thing as well, just I know would rub people the wrong mm. way, is you can just imagine the types of bonuses all the oh. people higher up would be getting. Mm. Exactly. And then the employees who are like the backbone of Coles. Yeah get like a pat on the back essentially pretty much pretty much and there's also been like because of the price gouging there's been calls by people on tiktok there's this one unit called dylan fragomini and she's leading the call for a boycott of the two supermarket giants over christmas Mm -hmm. so she said in the tiktok the initial one the point of the proposed boycott is to say hey we've had enough we can't afford this we know that you recorded profit margins last year which means you can afford to lower the prices which means we can afford to shop with you again And the response to the boycott has been mixed. Some people are like, hell yeah, let's go, let's boycott. Others say it won't have much of an impact on the sales Mm. in the end. But she just said that even if we have to continue the boycott like once a week, once a month, it just shows that people are passionate about this. And she said, but if we don't do something about it, nothing is going to happen. Hopefully hopefully with the Senate inquiry, though, something does happen. Mm. But it's also like tricky territory. You know what got me? So I went into Woolworths yesterday Mm. and I won't name the, you know how on their um, their checkout counter it says would you like to donate to blah blah so I won't name the company but as I was walking out the door there was a trolley that asked people to donate their groceries to this charity put them in the trolley I was like are you fucking serious like you're making all that money and you're asking your fucking customers to put canned yeah, goods why don't you put you put them in there yeah. it's giving Oprah and the rock <laughs> as the Gen Z would say and yeah. what do you think would be an appropriate gift for employees at Coles or Woolies or any big business that's getting heaps of product. Like Could you profit. give – this is probably too much, but, like, can you give them shares? That's <laughs> it. probably what, is too all, much of, all of them getting shares? <laughs> well, if they got one. If they got one. Everyone gets one share. Gets yeah. one share. Still, I'd take it. I'd be really yeah, I mean, at least give them one Coles. share and five – whatever those points are or something that's a great idea like or maybe if you've been working there a really long time you get get a little slice of the pie Mm -hmm. yeah they do that at camber i just say give them a bonus and some time off your lizards yeah people want yeah um well so just for everyone watching at home i just saw the camera and this is just one bottle of wine like it's just one we don't all have our own one even though we'd like to so just cheers to that (laughs) so stacy what has your algorithm been feeding you this week? Okay, so this week I really want to chat with you guys about this whole cringe rage baiting for views thing mm-hmm. that I'm seeing on the algorithm lately. So I'm not saying with this example that I'm just showing that she is doing this, but I'm just saying this is an example, right? So recently, obviously, has everyone here seen the Beckham documentary? Yes. Yeah. So there's that gorgeous lovey-dovey scene at the end where Victoria and David are just dancing to Islands in the Stream. (laughs) And obviously TikTok has now made a challenge around it where 
usually, typically it's the female in the relationship who it starts dancing and sees if her partner will get up and dance with them. So there was this one user, her name's Ashley Beach. She shared a video, she's in a wedding dress and her husband, they're in the kitchen, the husband is just on his phone on the island bench and she starts dancing and he pretty much completely ignores her and just keeps scrolling on his phone and she captioned it with uh nine years married today dot 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 failed challenge uh hashtag couple comedy so this is now raked up 16 million views yes with half of them telling ashley to dump him that he's you know a horrible husband and they're heading for divorce all this stuff people are outraged um and then we've also got other people who are thinking that this is just rage baiting so i've seen the video and i feel like i have a good gauge on what is performative and what isn't online and i don't think this is performative i think you don't think it's rage baiting no i think he's just ignored her yeah and people are outraged right i think so too but also there is something to say with we don't know their relationship well, this is the thing because, like, I wrote about this for Pedestrian and if you go on her Instagram, there's a photo of them posing together seconds after or before that was taken, mm. just grinning, talking about their nine-year marriage, and like, wedding anniversary. Yeah. You just don't know. And I think in so many times in the past, TikTok has had this mentality of, like, launching on people, like Couch Guy, West Elm Caleb, mm. anyone? That's like, well, that West Elm Caleb. Oh, it's, like, from August. I don't know. Um, I remember Couch Guy and yeah. a lot of people were saying – because the thing is, we see just like a small snapshot. But I will say with Couch Guy, like I, I did, I did follow my friend and I kept sharing all the videos and all the takes, and we were fir- like firmly entrenched down that <laughs> rabbit hole. We're like, yeah, no, he's he's bad news. Well, like maybe, but usually it would just be like a fight behind closed doors. Like they're in yeah. they're long distance at college. Of course, it's going to happen. It's a canon event. Mm. But it's like TikTok doesn't give a shit about context at no. all. But then, so this is the thing. So he's been dubbed as dress guy. Yeah. And then he also, sorry, she also posted like a follow-up video where she's in hockey gear and she starts dancing again. And then he immediately gets up from his phone and starts dancing with her. So I'm like, okay, maybe if the first one wasn't rage baiting they're definitely now leaning into this whole thing to get views to get comments right yeah so that brings me to my whole point which is like this whole idea around rage and especially cringe I'm like a big cringe fan if you guys didn't already know (laughs) where people are doing this as a strategy in order to get views online and I just I want to get your thoughts on it well, I, I remember reading a really good Reddit thread the other day and I think it was an Ask Reddit th- thread being like, what are you sick of? And somebody said, I'm sick of everything being rage bait. And for like the biggest example for rage bait for me is the Daily Mail. So mm-hmm. I'm always having to talk down my parents and my grandparents that no, you know, you can still say fairy bread or you can still do this. Like it's it's always... Because Daily Mail and also News.com also does this is they pick things they know that will enrage people and um, people are going to click on it more and they're going to talk more because anger gets the most engagement out of anything. If you can piss people off, get them talking. And a lot of TikTokers have, you know, they've figured this out and a lot of couples have figured this out. I saw another one the other day. Love Surge. Have you seen the love oh, surge? Oh, the love surge, <laughs> yeah. Don't bring up the love surge. Uh, that was too, too soon. That was too just too much for me. Like, I like cringe content, but that was something yeah. else. 
I saw one and it was like showing all her kids' stockings were filled up and then she was like, my husband was supposed to fill my stocking. But they know when they create these videos that people are going to get pissed off. And I always think like how... Obviously, the partner isn't being a good partner, but how like how do you also okay having that broadcast totally. so won't be okay with all that hatred as well? I agree with that. I do think that the reason it gets so viral is that it's touching on a lot of people's insecurities and main like in this these two cases mainly women. Like it'd be awful to be in a relationship where someone doesn't even look at you wearing your wedding dress if that's what actually happened after mm-hmm. nine years or how you have so much of the mental load that you have to do all of the Christmas shopping every single year. And we see that with in, our mums or yeah. our grand- Grandma, it's, like all the it time. It is a fear and it's a really realistic fear. So I understand why it gets so much engagement, but they know what they're doing. Mm. They do. No. They do. Mm. But I find myself, like, I do react to it, not maybe not in like likes or whatever, because I don't want to fall into the but trap. You but you stay like, and you watch it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's what it obviously works. And we, I mean, they're not the first and they're not going to be the last Mm-mm. to do that. You were saying Daily Mail, but also. Andrew Tate, I would say, Ugh. very much. Yep. Trisha Paytas. Very much so. She's the queen of this. Yes. I think. Well, I mean, in terms of that, right, are they geniuses for doing this? Are they using the algorithm to their favour and they're, they've they've cracked the, the online code right and they're just they're profiting from this while we're all outraged or cringing? They're going straight to the bank. You know, what's our th- thoughts and feelings around I think we're going to learn... Because it's, it's interesting seeing also how YouTube has changed. Like, it used to be more of this um, kind of Wild West and you didn't know what was going to go viral. And now a lot of time is spent in the thumbnails. Like, you mm-hmm. look at Mr. Beast's thumbnails and it's like they have someone doing a big expression and they've got the right words. And I think a lot of we're going to start recognising this sort of... Like, when I'm on news.com and I see something like, oh, this woman was doing um was a nurse and you won't believe why she got fired i'm like i know it's going to be an OnlyFans article so i don't click on it because i think maybe we're going to learn and get smarter and we're going to get sick of this sort of content yeah hopefully our media literacy improves effie we're throwing it back this thursday with a bit of prez hilton (laughs) just about to do the thing you like like throwing it back (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i'm very excited about this one so for any of our listeners who don't know who Perez Hilton is. So he was a very, very famous internet entertainment blogger from the, I think, mid-2000s. Like, And I would say that he's one of like the OG ones, but he was known for his connections and being a very, very nasty man. So this was during the time of media where you know a lot of your magazines or entertainment outlets it was all about you know zooming in on women's thighs as they're at the beach and you know there'll be a red circle of the cellulite or they'll just it was all about you know attacking a lot of female celebrities and he really got the ball rolling with this so he was so influential that celebs are said to have made friends with him to avoid being mentioned in his blog um, including Paris Hilton, who he's obviously named himself after. But I remember, like, he was, I think at the time, he was getting 8 million hits a month. Or was it a day? Yeah, and no, also, it was a day on his blog. Oh, I remember every day after I came home from high school, I went on Perez Hilton and I went on Tumblr. Sorry. And it was very opinionated as well. It wasn't yes. necessarily reporting, right? No. It was just 
blind items pretty much pretty much and it was very perez hilton focused even yes. now he his own name is in his own headlines mm. yeah like so, it's yeah. third person kind of thing very he would strange. insert himself a lot and the feeling that you got was this man really wants to be famous so he's this is how he's made himself famous by attacking famous people so you're either on his side or you were part of the crew and he had like a, a select starlets that he would love to go after it was miley cyrus Vanessa Hudgens, he had beef with Lady Gaga, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Christina Aguilera. But as I said before, how the internet was the Wild West, this was when there was a lot of beautiful things on the internet back in that time, but it was unhinged and it was um, unregulated. And it's interesting seeing, like looking back at what he did and we were all okay with it. He would be, like, cancelled in a nanosecond mm. now. And I'll get back to that later because he actually did get cancelled on TikTok. But he was instrumental in kind of that, you know, snarky tabloid. And I would say that he was instrumental in a lot of mental health problems for young starlets. And I would even go as far to say be a contributor to some of their deaths with his content. Well, I, wouldn't, yeah. I would even say that the, that would also trickle into the average, like, young, impressionable Absolutely. teenager. Yep. So he loved, you know, upskirt photos that he even posted <laughs> Miley oh Cyrus. Also... By the way, he, he is a gay man, so you're like, damn it, you know, the ally, you, you thought you'd... But he really went after a, a, a lot of gay men or closeted celebrities and he loved to out them. Mm. And he loved, he loved going after young women and he loved calling them ugly or like he um, notably loved to bully Bruce Willis's daughter, Rima Willis, that was a lot. Just saying like the nastiest out-of-pocket things and a lot of celebrities just fucking hated him and rightfully so. Yeah. It would have also been one of those things like, oh, don't rub him the wrong way. Like, you'd almost have to suck up to him because you know if you pissed him off or yep. didn't give him attention, then he would just come at you. Exactly. Yeah. Apparently one time he got in a fight with Will I Am because he used to always focus on Fergie and Black Eyed Peas and write all these awful things about her. So one time Will I Am ran into him and was like, can you stop? And he was like, no. And then Will I, Will I Am allegedly punched him and then – Perez went online and cried. You can find this post mm. on Twitter and cried about it in a video, being like, "Violence is never the answer. Literally, I need to get my pe- like, I need legal help." I'm good, and it's like, firstly, fuck off, mate. So <laughs> petty. It's petty, but it's also like, well, he asked you first, allegedly. Yeah, and he and he deserved it. He yeah. deserved it. Yeah. The big thing I always remember is he used yeah. to always draw ejaculating dicks. On yeah. women's faces and have it like so jizzing in their up. mouth. That was a big one, and he would, yeah, he was just a nasty little troll. I do think he was kind of instrumental because it's like we've always had, say, tabloid magazines that really crossed the line. Like posting, you know, the 90s in Australia, we saw a lot of like royal topless photos being post, like mm. being, sorry, printed. And for Perez, it was kind of like a similar thing that Thank he was you. involved in the 2014 leak of like Jennifer Lawrence's pics. Um, and I do think like if you remember back on Twitter, back in the day, there was this very snarky tone. People like Chrissy Teigen, for example, built their following on being this like smart, very sassy, mm. snarky kind of celebrity. And I think that Perez really influenced that tone because mm. that's how you set yourself apart. Well, that's the thing. There's yeah. lots of copycat bloggers who would do the same thing and it was just... And, of course, you're as you said, you're absorbing this as a teenager and it was fine. Well, it kind of goes back to the rage baiting 
It yeah. is rage baiting. Don't you think? Oh like that's where it started. Where you would just say or do the most outrageous stuff in order to get clicks. And it works. Yeah. Um, So he was also friends with Amy Winehouse, who we know was just endlessly mocked by media. And he would uh, publish personal emails written by them and then just mocked how she looked up until she died. That's so... And then after she died, he capitalised on her death and continued to mock her. Even though they were friends? Like they were friends? I I believe... Yeah, yeah. And that might have been her just trying to be friends with him yeah. to, to stop the ridicule. But even being friends... Doesn't save you. Didn't. Oh, and the best thing is that a few years after he, you know, he was the king of the internet, he was part of a anti-bullying campaign. Good Lord. And Khloe Kardashian, uh, I believe, called him out. Also, I thought I saw this this morning, but he's allowed on app as of today on TikTok. He's... Yeah, today. he posted. And the headline is... TikTok let Perez Hilton on the app again. Officially, three exclamation marks. I'm back in capital letters. I, Perez Hilton. Wait, why did he get kicked off? So mm. he tried to rejuvenate his, you know, get with the times and he started a TikTok page. But then he was going after TikTok creators who were minors and he came for Charlie D'Amelio. And she was 15 at the time and she was dancing on the beach in a bikini to a song and he kept going on about how inappropriate she w- it was for her to do that and he just kept I remember seeing him on TikTok and he was being a fucking creep I was like this he is a fucking creep and he just looked like Allegedly. a creep but it was all like gossip about teenagers and you've got it's this man in his 40s doing it and I'm trying to you know revive Sorry, his career you- and it's just I think um there was a petition made and they got him booted off TikTok but He's back. He is back. I just trust that the Gen Zs will do their thing on that they app. Will. They won't take it for a second. Give him a piece of his own medicine. Yeah. The, no, absolutely. Because we have old people want taste of taste his own. Yeah, <laughs> a piece of his own medicine. A taste. <laughs> but now we have Dimois. We have all these other sites. And they're not drawing ejaculating dicks on anyone. Mm. So. They are not. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers to that. Woo! 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 Before we wrap up, this week our Spotify question is, what would you gift your employees if you were a big dog at Coles or Woolies for Christmas? Well, that's all we've got for you this week on the internet. Thanks for listening and join us again next week on Spotify or if you want to watch us cheers constantly over things like cheersing on pictures. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Tune in on pedestrian television on 9 now.